0: What's up, y'all? Welcome into today's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so excited that you are here. We are at episode... 299 or as we know the one before the big celebration of episode 300 so uh, for episode 300 we're getting all the co-hosts together so of course for episode 299 we had to bring in one of the OG4 co-hosts Sean McAfee Uh, he was one of the four original co-hosts for the show um, before Liv took his place and kicked him out forever but he's back now uh, to be the guest co-host for uh, this episode just because I wanted to reminisce and talk to him it had been a while he moved back to the states so it's a lot easier for him to co-host now so um absolutely love talking to sean again and also We've got my my new friend from Grassroot Catholic on the show. He's a, a traditional who's not mad. He's not a mad trad. He's not angry about it. He's a good Catholic guy, and I like him a lot, and I like his approach to uh, sharing traditional Catholic values. So um, we had a great conversation. So we hope that you enjoy today's show. If you do, please hit subscribe wherever you are watching or listening. We would appreciate it so much. Enjoy the rest of the show. what's up uh, you said all right i knew you're gonna piss me off what's up we am not gonna take catholic i am taylor stroll that is sean mcafee he's back one of the og co-hosts one of the original four Sean is back after, you know, it's been over a three-year hiatus you've been gone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, it was before COVID. Yeah, which was good timing, actually. But yeah, I got voted off the island somehow.
0: Yeah, I needed, I needed the break from you. I just didn't because
1: ne- you couldn't deal with me and COVID. It's like two pandemics. Well, really, personal pandemic. Really, it
0: was you and Liv for the two people I couldn't <laughs> deal with at the same time. I was like, I could do. You to choose one of us. I can do yeah. one of these a month. Yeah, exactly. Life chose. <laughs> life
1: chose one of us.
0: Well, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it was life, but it was more of a, it was just so inconvenient. Life was so different. So let's take a walk down memory lane. Yep. The last yep. time you were on the show, I looked it up. I believe it was May 29th, 2019.
1: <laughs> no way. <laughs> was, a- was that the last regular show that I was co hosting or was that the last time I was on the show? It was the
0: last time you were on the show, but it was like you, so. You had been a regular co-host, just like we have our four co-hosts now that people are familiar with. So if you're new to to the show within the last couple, you know, last three years, you don't know who Sean is because he hasn't been allowed here. But Sean was, whenever we moved to co host so long story short of of the show, it was a live radio show and it was just me as the host for like a year and a half. And then I realized that was boring. And so like my producer started talking talking to me and she kind of became the first co-host. And then she decided to quit on me like most people do in my life. So I was like, okay, I need to I need to have co-hosts cuz I'm better at talking with people than just talking by myself uh in a padded room like I am now. So I, I was like, I need people to talk to. So I called four people, Father Anthony, you, John, and Allison, and I asked you to be the co-host. Y'all all said yes. It was still a live radio show, Sean, and uh for a while and you were calling in calling in because it was live radio yeah. from Italy yeah. <laughs> at like at
1: like 10 11 o'clock what was it Tuesdays or Wednesdays
0: yeah, it, well, we were recording on different days. It was a Tuesday night. I think my show was at like six, seven, or eight or something. And so that was right. like the next morning. For you were in the future, telling us what was ha- what was coming for us. You know, right? Exactly. Kind of yeah. like COVID <laughs> hit Italy before the rest of us. Like you knew the future of what was happening. Exactly. So yeah, I remember now. So yeah, dude, it's it's just crazy how much things have changed. It does not feel like it's been three years. You know, COVID kind of did that. It feels, wow. it feels like it's been about a year, or a year and a half, which is you know a year plus the last two of COVID. So right. Uh, yeah,
1: lots has changed.
0: It, it has. Uh, One of the biggest being, you no longer live in Italy, which is a big shtick of the show, as I called you a fake American all, all this time. Even though you worked for the American government, you didn't work here, so I said that you weren't a real American. So
1: Finally, you acknowledge it. Wh- it took three years. So
0: where do you live <laughs> now?
1: We live in New Orleans, or really south of New Orleans, about 20 minutes from the city.
0: That's, I believe, in America. I mean, it's mostly in the ocean, let's be real. Kind of. <laughs>
1: Kind I, I, of. I, I think some of the Cajun people down here like to think that they're like separatists or something. But yeah.
0: <laughs> but well, you're back. That's the big news is you're back in America. I'm so happy. That's right. And we
1: got to meet each other. We,
0: we did. So the men's retreat that I've talked about over the last few weeks, um, I invited you. Uh, I invited like 25 other people. They all said no. So I finally had a spot opened up for you. And <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, but no, like I, I had I had been wanting to meet you in person. We had never met in person. You were one of the only people that like, I was like this invested in where it's like I've had guests and stuff that I haven't met on the show, but like we talked once, but like somebody that I was invested in, like we talked on the show. For years, regularly, uh, and we played video games together, we had never met. Like, for most people, it takes about a year. But you lived in Italy. It's not like I was just going to, like, randomly stop by your house. (laughs) And you were
1: going to come to Italy, right? You had the idea for a pilgrimage. No, no. With a blaze, with a blaze, right? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant the pilgrimage that you started and invited Father Anthony and John to lead with you, but you didn't invite me. (laughs) That's what I thought you were bringing up. (laughs) Now you know
1: how it feels to be the 24th person. Yeah,
0: exactly. So now I'm, uh, oh, never mind. Never mind. I might have an announcement similar. I was going to clap back. I might have an announcement coming up soon about that, Sean. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I know, I know what you mean in no wink. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I almost revealed something. That was funny I because I wanted to clap back so hard. <laughs> uh, but we did. We finally met. We finally met you. You came on the retreat. We had a great time. You drove all the way from from the Gulf of Mexico to to Central Texas, and uh, yeah, I had one major takeaway, one or two really. I one I was just <laughs> one. one I, I know one of them. One I was just so happy to see you. I was I was just like yeah. it, it, was just, it had been so long, and two, I, I thought this whole time you were like five seven. Why? Because you look and act five seven. <laughs>
1: All the five, seven, and below people are right around and they're very offended right now. Well,
0: most people are offended. That's just the first group of people. How just... do tall
1: people act? <laughs> like
0: me. <laughs> Everyone should act like me because it's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you're tall. Are, are you. Six, two? Yeah. I'm six, two. You're like. You're yep. my size, and that's weird. I think it's because you're like, you're Irish and you were a foreigner. You know, like, you know, I thought you were Italian. I thought you were Irish. Definitely didn't think you are American. I just thought you were a little leprechaun, or as we called you at the re- retreat, leprechaun. And yeah, <laughs> I just thought you were this little, tiny little guy, and you're a real boy.
1: I'm a big kid. You
0: are a big kid. <laughs> I was just blown away by it. Like, how can I know somebody? Like, since, like, 2016 and not know how large of a person they are.
1: Yeah, that was the first thing you said. You open the door and you're like, yeah, you immediately recognized me. And then you're like, wow, you're tall. Yeah.
0: (laughs) weird if I didn't recognize you. Who are you? I was like, I almost
1: <laughs> didn't even get into the door, and the deer was, like, about to hit me on the head. I was like, hey, let me shake your hand while I dodge all these animals. Well,
0: to be fair, the 5'7 people would have hit their heads on deer, too. They were everywhere in that place. <laughs> Probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> too,
1: too many eyes, as Father Sharapa says. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> oh, it's so weird to hear somebody call him Father Sharapa on this show. <laughs> Father Anthony. <laughs> oh, he's just Tony, but that's a whole other no, that's, that's not- <laughs> thing. Oh, man. Speaking of Italians, there you go. So um <laughs> you're back in America and I wanted to you have been a beacon of hope for me despite the fact that your life has been pretty crappy since you came back to America. So uh timeline for those of uh, you know um the let's see how many people are alive on the planet? Is it 8 billion? Is it 7?
1: It's over 10,
0: I think. Is it over, over 10 10? billion? No way. Yep. Google it. Okay, I'm a...
1: we gonna have a Google race right now.
0: Are, are we? Yeah, this is <laughs> exhilarating podcasting. How many people are alive?
1: Did you ask Siri, or did you type it in with your thumbs? I
0: typed it with my seven point nine six billion people. So eight, eight, no, eight billion people. Yes, I thought we
1: were at over ten. No. Okay, you win. Yeah,
0: of course I win because I, I owe you them. a can of you who. Yeah, you're thinking <laughs> like a five seven guy instead of a 6'2 guy. <laughs> uh, okay, so eight eight billion people. Um, so four. going back to the original things for, for the 8 billion minus 1000 people that don't follow you on social media and don't know what's been going on inside of your life. Uh, you moved to America and seven days later, was it exactly seven days later? What happened? It was 13 days
1: there, later. Oh, okay. Uh, then, then
0: I don't feel bad for you anymore. Okay. I'm just kidding. But wh- what happened 13 days after you moved to America?
1: Yeah, we well, we bought our house on uh, what August sixteenth, and then uh, sixteen years after Hurricane Katrina, which I was in uh, Mississippi for in um, Biloxi. <laughs> I thought
0: you said you were in, like you were just in the middle of Katrina, just like flying around
1: <laughs> in a plane. Yeah. No, no, I was uh, I was in it and uh, survived it and uh, lived through about the last next several months after it because I was in the Air Force station there in, in Biloxi. And uh, we bought a house here, and 10 days after we bought the house on 29 August, we got flooded and a bunch of wind damage from Hurricane Ida.
0: Like, to the point where, like... Like
1: yeah, we had to demolish the whole house. Yeah. We lost everything.
0: Yeah. you lost, you lost everything. Right after you moved here, the timing was terrible. You bought it's a lovely house, like you know, like literally the the first like the two posts that I saw were like here's you know here's Sean back in his ha- you know back in America here's his family in front of the house beautiful home. The next post I see and it's gone. You know, I was like, oh yeah, no, you know, like it felt very oh. Jobian, you know. Well, I work for the Army
1: still. And uh, so they happened to be taking an aerial survey of a lot of the damage in the area. And I just happened to get a an aerial photo of the flooding around my house. And it was disturbing to see for the first time, because it was about a day before I was actually able to see it. And we were studying that photo for probably hours, just trying to determine, like zooming in, trying to see if we could see a water line, just hoping that water didn't enter the house. And uh, well, we got, got back on probably day three after the hurricane, day four, because they finally started opening roads back up, and there was you know no alligators and snakes everywhere, literally. There were things like that going on. And I entered the house. There was some water on the floor. There were frogs in the house and spiders and whatnot, and okay, so some pests. I determined that there wasn't much damage, and I'm not sure how much of the story you want, but... After about a week, we had a mold inspection, and then we had finally our insurance come out. And it turns out that they determined there was about three inches of water. And I'm thinking, okay, no big deal. This is just a couple inches of water. It all all got out within probably six hours after the the storm. Um, It didn't sit around for very long. We talked through this with a bunch of experts. It turns out that even if you get one inch of water in your house, you have to destroy the first four, four feet. Anything over a foot, you have to destroy the next six feet. Anything over three feet, you have to destroy the next eight feet. So we had to destroy the first and throw out everything four feet and below, which is, I mean, go look around a house. It's everything, all of the electronics, all of, I mean, everything. You have to destroy all the the doors, all the framing, all the walls, all the woodwork, everything, all your electronics, all your appliances. And all of that within three days they took to demolish it was out on the street. We saw FEMA just watching our life strollers and baby baby stuff and backpacks go away and get put in a big junk pile it was it was disturbing it was disturbing for probably about a month and then the work started and that's when we started to have some real real fun
0: (laughs) yeah and so i i talked to you you know periodically throughout this whole process you know i i forget how you know how long it's always one of those things i talked to another friend who's going through something different but you know not a great thing in his life and it's like like when do you call? Well, you know what I mean. It's like, do you, you want to give people space because they're dealing with stuff? At the same time, if everybody gives them space, nobody's calling. You know, it's like, where do sure. I rank in the list of people that it should call or whatever? And and um, so I, th- I called. I think sometime within the first couple of weeks or whatever, and I, you know, I t- talked to you. And even there at the beginning, I think I think it was in within the first week, maybe two. Um, you were you were still, or you were you were already, if not still in in high spirits you you were like yeah like this really sucks but like we're gonna get through it and things are gonna happen right and yeah and and it was it was it was it was like it was cool on on like i I called you maybe three four times right um maybe the last one was about the retreat or whatever but every couple of months the next time it was like you realizing that you said that's when the work started right you've been working on this house what was it's been what not uh, that was august so 10 that was august it's about 11 months now 11 11 months and like
1: we're still not done.
0: Right, you're still not done and like you just got it livable a couple of months ago? Like Yeah, about we started um it's a two-story
1: house and the and the bottom's you, you probably shouldn't have even been walking through it with fumes and uh stuff in the air. You just probably shouldn't be walking through it nails everywhere really and then construction going on. And probably wasn't till January that we started to occupy a few rooms and I mean like partially occupy just to spread the family out a little bit. Um, and then probably maybe a month ago, our kitchen finally started to be rebuilt. We finally got plumbing. You know, we we were washing dishes in our bathroom sink here in a master bathroom for 10 months. I finally, one month, I just broke down about two months ago before we actually got a dishwasher installed. I finally bought my wife just a one-load little dishwasher you can find on Amazon. You, you pour water in it. You put a little soap in it. And you can wash like seven plates and a few spoons. I finally just like was like like let's relieve the stress here of washing dishes constantly. Five kids, right? And so yeah, has it been livable? Yeah, it was livable after January, but fully functioning house only started maybe a month ago. So yeah, ten months.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable, and like you know, like especially for those who, who did listen back in the day, back when you were on, it's like most of what we, you and I did is like you were one of the biggest like foils for me. You were essentially what Live is now of like just the like messing with me and comedic stuff and just kind of messing with each other and everything. And like, so I, I don't think I saw, like, and I knew you're a faithful person. You know, you're a Catholic author. You've written all these books. Like, and I know you're like really smart, but I didn't, I never really knew like the depth of your faith until this, right?
1: Um, I think maybe I didn't either, Taylor. Yeah.
0: Well, you, we didn't know the depths of your faith until the depth of the water in your house continued to rise. Um, but yeah, a few inches. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, for real. So, like, I called you. Whatever it was, first week or two, I called you, and I was, I was like, not shocked, but like, not shocked as in like, oh, I thought he was a bad person, but like, l- shocked that you are reacting that well, that quickly. Because I, b- yeah. because I probably wouldn't have,
1: right? Um, yeah, you were in high. There were some dark moments. I'm sure there I, were some I'm, dark I'm moments. I'm sure there
0: were, but not when you talked to me, because I'm obviously the light in the darkness in your life. But um, that's right. But I needed it. Yeah, exactly. And then I called a few months later, and I think that's when you realized that it was going to be a longer and harder process than you had originally yeah. thought. But yeah. even then, you were still in good spirits and like, you know, this sucks, but. You know, God's going to take care of it. We're going to just do the work. And then even like nine, whatever it was, eight, nine months in, I call it it's the same thing, right? Where it was just like, like for me, I don't know which would be harder for me. Like that, that the initial realizing this crap, like essentially you move from Italy and you move back to essentially what was a third world country after two weeks, right? right. Where you have nothing. <laughs> and then. And then you're like, "Oh, this is going to be resolved soon," and then it's not resolved soon, and it's like that kind of that long suffering thing. And that's where yep. I really get like have have trouble is the long long suffering things. I can suffer for a few weeks, right? Long suffering. You, you know,
1: I, I got a lot of coaching right up front, and there was like you say, there were a lot of phases of learning what the next year would look like. I mean, our insurance folks, you know, they were previous contractors and they did the evaluation, and the lights started to go off on what the kind of work would. Look like as far as scope was concerned. And then I said, Well, how much time would this take? They said anywhere from six months to 12 months for some of this. And this is post COVID world. So, you know, who knows? I mean, we're still waiting on our appliances, Taylor. We're still waiting on them to be delivered. It's going to be very soon, but we're still waiting. I compare it. You know, whenever you're driving and you're like, Google Maps says an hour and five minutes. And you're like, Okay, I know I can get this down to 45 minutes. You know, because you, you know, it just, no stops, you know, you're know. you in the middle of the night, or I don't know what. And you, you look at your GPS, and you're like, I know I can beat that. Well, I kept telling myself, well, there was all the positive spiritual stuff I was telling myself. But as far as like the practicality of this whole process was concerned, I'm telling myself the whole time, I can beat this timeline. I can get to a place of normalcy for my family quicker than what everybody else says. And I didn't. Every step of the way, everything was pushed out. Everything was delayed. Like I said, there were a lot of dark moments, and most of them were in the first four months. But uh, yeah, I tried to keep a cheerful attitude, especially in front of others, especially in front of my wife, especially in front of my kids and my coworkers. Because I don't know. I guess I'm like leader first, you know. There were a lot of moments where I would just wanted to cry, you know. And um, maybe those are good reasons to cry. Maybe those are bad reasons to cry. But uh, maybe crying is good sometimes. But uh, yeah, I definitely never lost the uh, the faith and the control and focus on what needed to happen thanks be to god
0: yeah it was amazing that you that like you told me that you didn't cry through this whole process except for when you just I randomly <laughs> watch charlotte's web with your family and you just
1: <laughs> everything got watched. yeah exactly all the babies <laughs> <laughs> oh man but
0: uh, dude it's it's crazy and like it, it's been you know it's been crazy watching it from afar and getting these periodic updates and like realizing after like, you know, a month or two months, it's like, Oh my gosh, they're still dealing with this, you know? And, um, so it was, it was really good one to, to meet you, but also to hang out with you. Like, and like just to like, one, it was great for me, but then two, also knowing like, it's been a pretty crappy year for you. And to know that you could just come and hang out for four days was pretty cool. You know? Um, it
1: really was good. Thank you. I know I was 24th on the list or wherever. Yeah, I don't exactly. the real numbers, but <laughs> not really. That was a great break. Cause we hadn't, uh, that was honestly the first vacation in like 11 months. Yeah. And uh, it needed to be one that started off with a, a spiritual bang. So thank you.
0: Well, good. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. We all enjoyed it, man. It was great. It was great. So, um, I do have uh, one bone to pick. After your sob story, I'm, t- I'm still going to say I'm mad at you. Okay. You, t- you texted me a couple of days ago that you had the opportunity Uh-oh. to do something incredibly nice for me, and you refused to do it. I would like for you to share right now what you texted me about that you refused to do for me.
1: <laughs> Call you?
0: No, come on. You have to remember. You found something while you were driving.
1: Oh, my God. I'm so mad at yeah, you. Yeah, incredibly nice. Yeah, lead me into sin. So I'm driving back home from, what, Nebraska, where I used to live, and I, I'm just in the middle of the woods in northern Louisiana, and I see a sign, it's blue, big letters. It says, Pope Taylor Drive, or Pope Taylor Street. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm already like, passing it, and I'm like, I got to make a mental bookmark to get on Google Maps and like get a screenshot for Taylor. It took about an hour of work to- you know, go up and double tap Google Google in order to get down the street enough to figure out where it is. Finally found it. Told you I could have done it. And then you said, go steal it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know it would have taken 36 seconds of work? stopping turning around and going to rip it off and giving it to me sean if you people are watching it's on gotta YouTube be a right clean now, operation no, dude it would be hanging right above my head right now it would be the backdrop for the show you don't understand one because it would say pope taylor and it would just boost my pride and two because i would love to just promote something stolen that a former co-host of the show got for the host <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, you might get your chance. You might get your chance to get it.
0: If if that thing isn't uh, above my head by the time your house is livable, I'm gonna be so angry. And
1: Sean, <laughs> Sean, you're six two. Reach up and get it. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was I was trying not to laugh when you were talking about the, you know. uh you know, if it's one inch, you have to take out four feet. I'm like, oh, that's the that's the size I thought you were. But if it's a foot above that, you have to take out six foot, which is about the size that you actually are. So, um, Sean, uh, we're going to take a break. Um, and you know, just you're you're not special. Just because you're the guest co-host for the first time in three years doesn't mean we're not going to throw to a guest interview. We're going to throw to a guest interview, and then you and I will come back for the for the final segments, just like you never left. I'm not treating you special at all. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. My friends, we did it. We hit one of our two goals over on YouTube. We have over a 1,000 subscribers now, so thank you to everybody who subscribed to our YouTube channel. We have one final goal. The final goal is to have 4,000 watch hours within a year. Now, how do you do that? You just watch the videos. It's all you got to do. We are over halfway there. We're at like 2300 hours in the last 12 months. So we've got all kind of great stuff for you there. So uh, whether you're uh, it's this show, we've got full length episodes of this show dating back to like a h- last 100, 150 episodes, something like that. We've got our Catholic Perspective series, which is all about pop culture stuff only found on YouTube. We don't talk about that on the show so um we've got all kind of marvel and disney stuff um two of our upcoming ones are one on coda which won uh the oscar for uh, like movie of the year last year uh about the death death family absolutely incredible movie uh talking about uh the new thor movie that's coming out those are all coming out over the next few weeks so make sure you go hit subscribe check out our videos watch them and i mean honestly if you just want to hit start on the playlist on your computer and then like go to work or go run some errands or stuff it still counts as watch time so it would be really helpful for us so thank you guys youtube.com slash Catholic. check out what we have over there and uh you know take a watch Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and I am joined by a brand new guest, somebody who also has Catholic in his name. Uh, it was maybe we're related somehow, but uh, Keith from Grass- Grassroot Catholic is here. Keith, this is the first time we ever met. We met twenty minutes ago, and uh, we didn't even say hi. We just tried to started dealing with technical yeah. problems, and we solved those, and then we greeted one another. <laughs> you know,
2: it was just as if we were friends already. Right. You know, exactly.
0: <laughs> That's, I mean, that's, we, we talk about that all the time. How, how like the, you know, internet, social media makes it feel like we know people. It's like, I literally yeah. see you every day and we've never spoken before 20 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> so true. It's so true. It's very creepy. Uh, man. <laughs> you think like, you know, your, you know, their, your great grandparents, you know, they come back to life for a day and they're just like, why are you stalking all these people? <laughs> Leave
2: them alone. You know, it's just a very silly thing. But, right. So you watch people talk. <laughs> To themselves on a camp? What? That, okay. Right. Turn it off.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So
2: they're like, we, we enjoyed it more when we were dead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I,
0: I started following you maybe nine months, and uh, a year ago, something like that. And the reason that you caught my eye very quickly was because about a year before that, um, I, I, I r- r- unleashed something on this show that I had been holding in for a long time that the rad radtrads were pissing me off. Like, it's just, it was just, just constant, constant, like, internet, radical, r- r- for people who don't know, people who are super radical about being traditional, like, a lot, a lot of times, like pre Vatican II, Latin Mass, altar like those sort of things, which can, which can be good things, but like, just how they, talk about it was super hateful and it was just like this it just made me so angry we're like so i kind of you know the whole point of this show is to be comedic and fun and i was finally just like "Ah!" (laughs) like i was just i was just tired of it uh and then i found you not too much longer after that someone who is calling for a return to tradition, but doing it in a way that like, Oh, I like this guy. He seems kind and loving and, you know, Christ-like. <laughs> so I was like, I, it immediately endeared me to you. I think especially because of the place that I was in of like, not finding a lot of people like you. So uh, that's why I invited you onto the show. So I'm glad you're yeah. here. Well, thank you. I'm, 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 happy to be here. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, you, s- like you know, we we talk about how uh you know over here our whole things about the joy of the gospel and bringing people back to the joy of the gospel, and and I've seen over and over again, you're, not just your tagline, but something just literally you see it through everything that you're doing is you're trying to invite millennials, myself, back into the traditions of the church. So uh, if, I guess first of all, why? What's what, what?
2: Why is that the thing on your heart? You know, I don't know. I have no idea. I keep asking myself that same question every single day when I'm like trying to figure out what I'm going to be posting. Like, why am I even doing this? This is no. Um. So I'm I'm a millennial. I'm well. I'm a I'm a geriatric millennial. So I'm kind of on the higher end of uh, millennials. But I, you know, and much like anybody that was grew up millennial, probably like yourself, we we grew up in a in a church that, um didn't have much of traditions. Um, and I'm not going to be the one who looked Vatican II did this. I've read the documents and I actually kind of like what was written in the Vatican II documents, just the execution was poor. I can go on about that. But the idea here is like to get millennials back into church, back in mass, because if I hadn't done the research myself, if I hadn't gone out and just looked, I probably wouldn't be going back to mass or I wouldn't really have much uh, knowledge of like the tradition, the teachings. Um, and so I've been trying to like find ways to like share that without like, you know, sticking my nose up or talking down to people because nobody likes that. You know, so that's just kind of the gist of it. Just like trying to share what I've learned over the course of the last like five to 10 years, uh, things that I don't know many people millennial wise or would, would remember or, or know. So
0: Yeah, it's interesting that for both of us, we are reacting to something that we didn't experience when we were growing up, right? Like I didn't see a lot of joy within Catholicism. I saw that all in my Protestant friends. I was like, why do they have a monopoly on that? We had it first, you know. And then and then you're you're saying like like you're you and I would think for myself too, like not a lot of the traditional stuff in the parish that I grew up in. So it was something that was lacking. And it intrigues me. It's just not something I've I've been much around, right? I've been to yeah. a Latin mass. I think once. I know once. I think maybe twice. And it's just one of those things that for me, it's like I like hearing things in English. I've been to a ton of Spanish masses. It's not anything mm-hmm. against Latin. It's like I didn't like the Spanish <laughs> masses either because I like. I, I'm just a words person. I like being able to understand what's being said, right? But one of the things that I was telling you this beforehand, one of the things that I love about being Catholic is that there's a ton of different ways that the church tells us we can pray. Whether it's mm-hmm. you know. Ma- ma- Mass, obviously being the source of summit, the most important, you can do that in English or Latin or Spanish or, or whatever, right? right? Um, you could pray the rosary. You could play literally the hours. You could, you know, pray in your own words. Like you could pray. Like, yeah. There's all these different ways that the church has. And it's like some work for some people and some work for right. others. And like, obviously we all need to go to mass. Like, that, you know, like that's kind of the baseline. But like some of these other devotional prayers, it's like, yeah, you can like some, I can like some. But I think that's one of the beauties of the church is we have all of these options, right? Yeah. But um, so like, what are some of the th- things that, that you would like to see um, like in mass, Like, right? I think, I think that's one of the big things that you talk
2: about a lot. You talk about reverent masses. So does like a reverent mass mean to you? Well, uh, I think in order to like explain it would be like, what, what is reverent really like, what does the word reverent mean? Um, and going to Latin, the, the origin of the word means to revere to be in awe of. So if you're going to mass and you don't, have that sense of awe of what's happening, then I would say that you're not at a reverent mass. Like if you're seeing something that you see on a day-to-day basis, and not, I mean like liturgically, music wise, like if you, something that you kind of hear similarly on the on the, the radio, that's, and I'm trying to not mince my words here, but that doesn't seem special or just like awestruck. So, um and that goes with like the, the, the construction of the churches, like, am I, like being awestruck about like the high ceilings and just the beautiful art or am I in a cafeteria that looks like it dates back to like the (laughs) early 1980s with the stains on the ceiling and the you know the fluorescent lighting um so it's just there's there's a lot of these things obviously we can't really do much to change but um, I think it's eye-opening when we start seeing some of these churches and and seeing some of the reverent masses online that have been streaming for the last couple of years. I think that's opened a lot of people's eyes. <laughs>
0: it sure has. It really, it really has. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize how bad it was some places. You know, uh, like I knew yeah. the parish that I grew up in and a lot of the parishes I'm involved in aren't close to like a Latin mass, but they're not some of the ones right. that I've seen <laughs> online either that we've made fun of on this show. You know, it's like <laughs> it, it's somewhere in between. Yeah. And that's, that's somewhere that that's where I tend to land on most stuff. It is somewhere yeah. in between, like, you know, too charismatic yeah. for, for traditionals too traditional for charismatics. It's like, I'm somewhere right in the middle. Um, the music yeah. thing, the music thing is just, cause I'm like totally with you on the architecture, right. You know, like we all know mm-hmm. the whole, the, the whole history before people could read, yeah. like that's, that's one of the big re- ways or, uh, Ways that people could connect with God is going to this sure. beautiful place. And I think that's still very true. Like, you know, we both have kids. Like, that's a big thing for my kids, right? They go in, mm-hmm. they stare at the stained glass, uh, especially the one where Eve's barely clothed. They love that one. They're like, what's going on up there? You know, like, I thought this was church. Like, why now is that about, You know, but um, the music thing is interesting to me because I think we might disagree here. Sure. um because uh and i will caveat this with i think a lot of modern music is not good and is not good for the mass sure. right um but like i know and i don't know where you stand on this but i know that it's, i i can imagine you know like you like chant and more reverent music and those sorts of things you can tell me if i'm wrong right um but yes. um here here here's where i'm at right finding a balance with the things that are old and the things that are new the whole ever ancient ever new thing right where it's like for me like as a music major it bothers me i guess when people say oh we can only play old stuff i'm like I studied Beethoven and Bach and all these guys who were literally hired by the church to write a mass. They did it on Monday right. and they played that on Sunday. And it was right. beautiful and reverent. And like if you listen to it now, you're like, oh, it doesn't sound like something you hear Monday through mm-hmm. Saturday. It does sound, but it did back then, right? So for me, right. it's like, how how do you try to find that balance? Or maybe you don't find the balance, but like what how do you wrestle with like the church for many, many years did modern quote unquote modern music and and old music and here we are uh here we are where essentially the church decides which one it's going to be it's either all going to be old or all going to be stuff that came out recently
2: yeah that i mean it's tough because a lot of people are drawn to more of the the modern liturgical music and i don't i don't necessarily call it bad but when i think of like Gregorian chanting a lot of the the stuff that's played on the organ to me, that just seems more timeless, um, where it's not necessarily gonna go out of style. Whereas it feels like we see still a lot of the folk music from like the '60s and '70s, right, and it's yeah. like, can we at least get up to like the '90s, right, uh, early yeah. <laughs> 2000s? Like, if we're gonna do modern music, let's just get with the times, please. Um, so, I mean, I, I my preference, and it's just literally my preference, like is just more of kind of the the older. Timeless liturgical music with Gregorian chanting and the organ. Sure. Yeah, so. for sure.
0: And and it, what's interesting is, like, being a music major, it's like I've been trained in both of those and I've done both. Sure. Of those, mm. Right. Uh, the yeah. whole, the, the music, I think, is one of the things that is very, uh, it can't, it's funny to me. It might not be funny to everybody, but it's like <laughs> when you're like a Catholic musician and you're hired in to come do music at an event, you have mm. no idea what they're expecting. Right. So essentially, I, oh, yeah. I just ask, right. And I'm like, what do you want? Because I'm a trained, I, I'm a trained <laughs> operatic singer, and I used and I sang when I was in college. It would be me and the organ and no mic, and I could hang right. Like nice. I can do that, but at the same yeah. time, like I, there's been all other times where it's like. I'm doing the, like, you know, Matt Maher and Hillsong kind of stuff. Yeah. And then there's been other times where I'm kind of with some of those people that I think we would both agree are kind of crazy. And I'm doing a little <laughs> bit more of the folky stuff because that's all their parents has ever known. So it would be really <laughs> right. weird for them to come to, like, a mission trip or a conference or whatever. Yeah. And for three days, they're just like, what is going on? Right? So like, <laughs> I've had to, like, become all things to all people. And, like, you know, so- it's what I felt was right. Right? but. <laughs> it it's it's this it's it's always been kind of a a funny thing for me it's like oh i got to be able to fit in wherever right yeah. and and uh like even at our parish it's like we have our folk mass right and the the people that love that mass love it and the people that don't avoid it right yeah. and then uh so i don't know e- even there i kind of struggle with the options thing right where it's sure. like okay we have we have whatever five masses in a weekend it's like okay if you want to have one because this is what you like and how you connect with god fine right? yeah <laughs> Totally. So, uh. it, it, yeah, it's it's one of the things that because uh, one of the videos that you do on, on Instagram, I, I forgot to mention that totally yeah. that's where I found you, Grassroot Catholic on Instagram. Right. He's got oh, way more followers than me. You should go follow him and uh, make make him feel even more yeah. important than than I ah. than, in comparison to me. So, uh, yeah. but uh, so I have I, I, you started a- answering one of one of my two questions about some of your more popular videos. You do yeah. reverent masses, and then you're like by state. And you're like, yeah. you know, it's usually to the Walking 500 Miles song and you're pointing and stuff. It's very, it's very yeah. silly and very uh, instagram But yeah. my two questions were, one, I started asking, like, what does a reverent mass mean mm-hmm. to you? And you started answering that, right? Yeah. If there's anything you wanted to add there, that'd be great. And then two, how do you know? You don't live all these places. Do you have minions <laughs> working for you? Like, like, do they pay you to say they're reverent? I don't know how <laughs> God
2: does this work. Uh, I just guess these aren't even real parishes. These are, I'm just like, well, no it sounds like a good parish. It's reverent. Saint Agnes. That's a, a reverent parish. And people are like, yeah, I love Saint Agnes. I, I go there. I'm like, I oh, was afraid of me. Uh, no. So I I don't know how I found this website. It's called Catholic Reverend oh, okay. Oh, it's Catholic Reverend Masses. I can't remember if it's plural or singular. But uh, I was just looking at that, and it 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 goes like state by state. And I looked at my own state and I was like, wow, this is pretty, like, I can recognize a lot of the parishes that I would refer to as reverent. Um And they have their own, I don't know how, they, they have some sort of, uh, I don't want to call it an algorithm, but they, they have like all these, uh, what you call it, the uh, things that they look for uh, in a particular website, a parish website. Um, the one thing I know is that, you know, confession times is a huge one. Um, and I can't remember the exact other ones, but, um, so I was just, was like, Hey, I, I messaged them like, Hey, look, I'm going to make some, some reels, some, some silly reels about going to like different States. Uh, I'm going to use your website. I'll, I'll tag you, but like, I just let you know, I'm, I'm going to be doing these and they're like, Oh, cool. Cool. Um, and so I just started doing them and then like about the third state in, I'm like, what have I, what am I doing? This is going to take so much work. Fifty plus states, fifty-one. Are we at fifty-one <laughs> states? I don't even know how many states we have. Clearly, uh, so it's just now. I'm I'm at. Uh, I think I did Kansas, which got a lot of people upset because the background was actually Kansas City and not Kansas. Oh, city in kansas okay okay i saw the backlash but i didn't understand the backlash but
0: i, I get it
2: now because kansas city's in both yeah, yeah. Uh, and i was like look i just i just search youtube kansas wa- city walkthrough or yeah that's probably why kansas walkthrough 4k walkthrough and i just download the first thing that i see and so i'm like okay cool and yeah a lot of people got offended by that so
0: well, that's that's very well. If they, if that's the things that people are yelling at you, you're doing well as a trad. <laughs> so- that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not me trying to ream you out about something actually <laughs> that matters, I guess I guess that's good. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, like one of, like obviously I said at the beginning, like I like the the way that you go about things, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's one of those things that like the content um, when it comes to like Catholic content, like the content of our faith, we can't argue yeah. about right now. Right. There are some preference things for preferences in prayer and preferences mass. We could disagree and be yeah. fine. But for me, it's the method of how a lot, you know, like my mom used to always say, I'm sure a lot of people want to, like, you catch more, uh, you know, catch more, what is it? Bees with, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Right. You catch more. <laughs> I, I was like, bees make honey. That's catch more confusing. bees with honey than they make. On Saturdays afternoon, <laughs> you know, um, but just the whole idea of like, like if you if if you really want people to be behind whatever it is that you're selling, you know, obviously not selling anything, but like the behind the things that you care about, like you, you don't beat them over the head with it, right? You you try to invite them in and 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 that sort of thing, and that's one of the things that I appreciate with you. So was that some yeah. like the method of how you're doing this? Was that is that just who you are? Was that a response to something? Was it like something that you did see missing in the? internet. So like wh- talk to me about the method.
2: Yeah. So, you know, there's many great Catholics out there that share what's going on in, in the church and, and like all the, the bad stuff, which I, I struggle with, like, do we really need to know all of this stuff? Like, uh, is it doing more harm to ca- people that are looking to join the faith and they see all these bad things that people are sharing and are talking about? And they're like, what am I doing? Or do I want to like, let's just get back to basics. Like let's talk about that stuff because a lot of that stuff has maybe been pushed under the rug or shoved under the rug, or maybe just people don't know it because their parents didn't think that, or maybe they thought that the priest would do the the heavy lifting of teaching. And maybe the priest thought that the parents were going to be doing. And so like the children or millennials that I try to reach out to. They don't know some of the details of why we believe what or or what we even believe. So, you know, I could jump in and, and put in my 10 cents of like, oh, the, the church is on fire, it's a sinking ship. Or I can be like, hey, this is a great sinking ship to be in. Uh, it's the best ship to be in, um, regardless. So that's my kind of my thought, like, and even my wife has This is help. the best sinking ship to be
0: in, is one of the greatest <laughs> the quotes best. about Catholicism <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs>
2: You know, right? Um, and but I have to say my wife has been instrumental in and in helping me not go too far because I i do tend to go dark sometimes. And so like she's like, sometimes I'll I'll kind of share some of the, the things that I do before I post, and she's like, don't post that. that <laughs> We're well, good. I'm you know, glad to hear that. Like, All right. Fair enough. I'll figure something out, you know. So funny. it helps. Yeah.
0: That's very funny. Um yeah. So, what's the goal? What's what's the ultimate goal? what What are the things that you are trying to accomplish with like the, it's essentially this ministry that you're doing online?
2: Um, that's a good question, and I've I've thought about it periodically. Um, I, I like having the interaction with within the Instagram page. You know, I'm I'm planning on kind of expanding, maybe like long form videos on YouTube. But you know, I'm sure you know like how time consuming and everything is when it comes to just the, the media stuff. Um, but you know, I know I would like eventually to be in person in, in like events like conferences. I think that would probably be like the, the end game, <laughs> I guess if you call it that of what I want to try to do um, and try to get millennials uh, really just back, like I said, back to mass. So.
0: Yeah. So um, how do I word this question? What are the biggest, like, what are the biggest things from tradition that you see that are missing that you want to bring back? Like, how, like what are the things that me and my audience could do to help be a little bit more tr- traditionally Catholic that you see missing in general Catholicism?
2: Um, I would say a lot has to do with just some of the different types of, uh, I guess, prayers or devotions. Like, I had no idea what the Angelus was until maybe like a few years ago. And I went to I went to Catholic school <gasps> from first grade all the way to twelfth grade. Okay, I went the whole wow. gamut, and I had no idea what the Angelus was. I was a public school kid, and I learned it when I went to my
0: first Catholic school, which was my university. That's not, <laughs> fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. I'm jealous. Um, so
2: there's just like stuff like that, um, and and like I Byzantine Catholics, I had I knew like of uh, the whole separation, but I had no idea that there were Eastern Catholics that like had a divine liturgy. And I, I went, you know, we were going to that for some time and I was like, why, why, like, why was this never talked about? Like, this is amazing. This is such a great experience to get like, kind of like breathe from the other lung a little bit. Um, So there's like so many different aspects of our Catholic faith that are not, maybe just not hidden, maybe just not talked about enough. um, That I think it really needs to maybe shine a light on a couple of times for people to see and, and see how much beauty is in the whole church as opposed to just like the Roman Catholic that we're all kind of used to. Um, so
0: yeah. All right. My final question. And it's a, it's a two part, it's a one part statement, one part question Yeah. because there's been one thing I've been following you for a year. One thing that I saw you post, I didn't like And then it was all, it was a while ago. And then recently it (laughs) seems you seem to have contradicted yourself. You seem to okay. have, because now all the things that you're saying about it, I agree with. So you are the first traditional person, like like okay. tr- trad, that I've ever heard talk about the importance of reading scripture. Mm. I've never heard that from a, like somebody who's tradi- super traditional. It's usually more okay. it's all about the mass and like your prayers and your devotions. So I've yeah. never heard about reading the scriptures. You had an old post right from the beginning, and it, it kind of irked me. It was like... <laughs> It, it was a what if. Do you remember this Catholic what if thing? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it said, it was it was like on the Marvel. and I, It caught my eye because I just love the Marvel stuff. Yeah. And it was like, what if in an alternate universe, the Guten, the Gutenberg never invented the printing press and we never got the scriptures. And it was like, everything would be better because we'd all just be simple Catholics that don't know anything. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think scripture is pretty important. And now recently you've been talking about the importance of reading scripture. So yes. the final thing we'll talk about is scripture as a trad. <laughs>
2: Yes. Yeah, I mean, so that was me trying to figure out, like, what if, right? Um, Would things be a little bit better? Yes, and probably no. I guess when it comes down to it, because there's some pluses and advantages of the whole printing press whatsoever, but it was just more or less trying to think of ways to think of different universes or whatever, uh, and come across that. I do think reading scripture is absolutely important, especially like the Bible in the year has opened it up to so many people. Um, and I think we should crack open our Bible a little bit more, but I do think the, the whole personal interpretation of the Bible has gotten out of hand. And I think Mm. that's probably what stirred up that, that what if, um, but yeah, do I know. think? Do I think that'd be the greatest universe to be alive in? No, <laughs> not yeah. really. Yeah,
0: it's like I, I, it's funny. It's funny framing it that way. I hadn't framed it that way. It's like does is. Taylor being able to be a Catholic and read his Bible, is that worth uh, literally hundreds of thousands of different <laughs> denominations of Christianity? I'm like, oh, that actually makes me think a little bit more. But uh, selfishly, yes. Selfishly, the answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is uh, yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, dude, I, I is the one thing I wanted to pick at you. About, yeah. But, uh away. I... I, I I could literally sit here and talk to you forever. We've already gone yeah. over time. Uh, but, well, yeah, we will definitely have to have you come back. But yes. um, not only, I was telling you, I, I think I was telling you beforehand that uh, not only are you my favorite. Like, trad account ever. You're one of my favorite like people to follow on Instagram, period. Like, <laughs> Thank the, you. and the al- the algorithm knows that if people who are on Instagram, you know, how you open it up and like there's like the top five little stories and it always shows you people that you interact with a lot. Like, you're always on there because you post 87 <laughs> times a day, but also because I interact with it a lot. Um, so, Grassroot Catholic, everybody should go follow it on Instagram. Uh, and you said that you're trying to expand onto YouTube and I saw that you have a YouTube page. Anywhere else other than Instagram,
2: which I know is Jackie, where your biggest following is that you want to point people to. Yeah, begrudgingly uh, uh, TikTok. But nice. if you're already if you're already on Instagram, you don't have to go on TikTok. It's just to like it's a cesspool. So I'm like trying to like reach out to that. But it's I don't know many millennials on TikTok, so it's kind of like well, it's a test. You're on TikTok. Okay, Well, aside from you, Taylor, <laughs> a few others. Uh, you know, uh, so TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, MySpace. Uh, I can't think of anything other. Uh that was a that was a joke well i know uh, a joke uh, it's it's okay it's okay. I, like
0: I, I, I didn't know if it was a joke because i know <laughs> people that actually do have them still so i wasn't gonna laugh just in Wait, case it's still around oh, yes so catholic comedian who comes on the show he's the christmas show every every mm-hmm. time he's um his website is on myspace page he built no his kidding. website to look like a myspace page. It's very funny. <laughs>
2: Um, that's hilarious uh,
0: but yeah big, especially yeah, okay so yeah. everybody, everybody needs to go follow especially on Instagram Grassroot Catholic Keith thanks, thanks so much for hanging out and like literally I yeah. could talk to you we could have done a whole show together this was fun so thank you maybe another time we'll do another time awesome yeah. awesome guys don't go anywhere Sean and I will be right back to finish out the show one of my favorite things about this show is the interactions that I get to have with you guys throughout the week. Some of y'all uh, react to you know clips from the show or respond to things that you love, things that you didn't like, things that uh, you thought were funny, things that you thought were intriguing, that sort of thing. Um, and the only way that you can do that is through our social media at Taylor's on Instagram is probably where I'm most active at Taylor's on Twitter. Also at Forte Catholic on Twitter at Forte Catholic on Facebook. The biggest place for me is uh, Instagram. We're also on TikTok, you know, that's that sort of thing. But, uh, probably the biggest place where um, our community is growing is is um, Instagram and Twitter. So if you would, give us a follow. I'd love to connect with you guys um, and just get to know you a little bit because this is a one-way thing. I, you know, I talk to you. You can't talk back to me or you, you can talk back to me. I just can't hear you. The only way that I can hear you is through social media. So at Roll on Instagram and Twitter, at Catholic on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you, guys. Welcome back to Fourth Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and the leprechaun Sean McAfee has returned. Uh, we talked about your height and what I thought you, you, something you were lacking in—that you're actually the, the the same size as me. I'm so proud of you. We talked about that in the first Thank segment.
1: You. Well, same height.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I worded it the <laughs> way I wanted to. So <laughs> okay. So I um, we were talking about your height in in the in the first segment. I had this this realization. Uh, during Mass the other day. These are usually where I have, like, you know, my deepest spiritual thoughts is during the holy sacrifice of the Mass, right? Or the shower. Those are the two places that the source and summit of our faith or the source and summit of me smelling better. <laughs> One of the two. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so um, I was in Mass, and the we, the priest was talking about Jesus, and, and like, so, like height came up. So, and, 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 and he was talking about the beatific vision. So it's like when we get to see Jesus face-to-face at the end of time, whether the end of our time when we die of natural causes or being eaten by an alligator that lives in your house, or like the end of time when he comes back for all of us, right? And I had this realization, Sean. I'm 6'2". You are 6'2". Jesus is in, like, be- because he's became man in heaven, we assume that he has his body and his body, being a man from the middle, uh, the, I almost said the Middle Ages, the Middle East, two thousand years ago, the average height back then was about a foot shorter than we are right now. Maybe even more. Yeah. So I, I, I think, yeah. I think what I heard is like it was about five two. That, that's, I could be wrong, but it's, it's, it's way shorter than the average height of a person now, <clears throat> and. It was never said that Jesus was particularly – essentially how they did in the, all these old writings, whether it was the Bible or any biography of anybody around that time, is they wouldn't mention physical features unless there was something, like, really distinctive, right? Like, if you and I were standing next to each other, they probably wouldn't say anything too distinctive. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little heavier. You have more hair. Like, if I grew my hair out, we have similar colors sure. of hair. And right, I, like, right. We, we,
1: we, and the Bible affirms that he had no particular features that would attract us to him, and certainly tallness would have been something that would have been desirable in a person.
0: Right. So it's like those so it's safe to assume that he was pretty average, average height, which means that Jesus, our Lord and Savior in heaven, when I meet him, I always pictured the big God, man in the sky. When I meet him, I'm gonna be looking up into the heavens and seeing him. I'm gonna be looking down at him because he's a foot shorter than me. Just remember,
1: he has a glorified body that even his own followers didn't recognize when he was resurrected. That's all I'll say.
0: Yeah, because they had to look up instead of even. <laughs> <laughs> do you think what what percentage of a chance do you think that Jesus? Because like I don't, I think they would have mentioned it. It's like oh, he came back ten feet taller. You know, like I think he's probably around the same size. I think I'm taller than know. Jesus. It's incredible. <laughs> So
1: you're gonna look down at the savior of yes! mankind whenever you get to It heaven.
0: completely broke my mental image of heaven. Because <laughs> I've always pictured him being like thousands of feet tall and looking down and being like, Well done, my good and faithful fee Fi Fo You know, like that's what I always pictured. And now I'm just gonna be like, hey Jesus, how you doing? <laughs>
1: That's so interesting. You know what I always had as a a mental image of God the Father was King Triton. I don't know why from from, uh, The Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but just I guess at an age where I was learning about God and gods, that cartoon came out. And so I've always thought of God with the Triton. I don't know, you know, Holy Spirit. (laughs) So
0: what you're telling me.
1: The Trinity, you know, on the Triton. I don't know. I I I, I have my own weird mental images, but I don't think that Jesus is going to be shorter than me. I think he's probably going to be one inch taller.
0: I just of everyone he he shape shifts yeah. for everybody. I'm am just a little better than you, you know. But he, here's the thing: I'm showing King Triton now. I don't know if y'all y'all can't see it. It's it's. Uh, but the thing that <laughs> isn't crazy for me is that like I think that King Triton actually really works top half. I just can't. believe <laughs> I just yeah. can't picture God the Father having mermaid bottom half. <laughs> Well, in most
1: of the cartoon he's floating on a cloud. And I mean if you look at a lot of the imagery, like even, you know, God the Father extending his hand to his finger to Abraham in the Sistine Chapel, yeah. Oh,
0: you can see now we it. can't really see it. Yeah, this picture no. looks so cool I'll put it up on the video. It looks so cool. It's like a humanoid version of it. No, like I'm oh looking gosh. i I'm, I'm like I'm looking at all of these and he's got He's got a make You're making mermaid. me cry, man. Oh, dude, it's so funny. <laughs> so you're going to meet Mermaid God. I'm going to meet Short God. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. That, whatever t- you want it to be. Everybody talks about the beatific vision being so happy. because And like I've always been taught because you're just in complete joy. It's going to be because of comedic And effect. for you,
1: it's going to be because I'm taller than somebody. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is hilarious to me. <laughs> it's so funny. Complete joy.
0: Oh, man. Okay. Uh, any, any final thought? You don't think Jesus is going to be shorter than me? Nope. <laughs> uh, I I I want to get like some deep theologian to hear what they have to say about glorified body because I don't. I I glorified body. I think what I've heard. Maybe I'm wrong. It's like the best version of the body that like you were alive in. So it would be like me ten years ago when I had a six pack and was a hundred pounds lighter. <laughs>
1: like you know what I mean? I've not heard that. Not the best like theologians six, I've eight. heard. <laughs> The best theologians I've heard, they talk about brightness coming out of the body, especially for Christ in heaven. Like, he will literally be a source of light in heaven.
0: Oh, that's just And, me, and by his light, sure we about. will have
1: no days, or we will have no sense of days there. Those are the glorifications of, like, even the transfiguration kind of gives us a glimpse into that. But I don't think too many theologians speculate on what a glorified body is going to be. Who knows? We don't know what that body could be, like, material or a different material, like we say, maybe new colors in heaven. Who knows?
0: Light and mermaid bottle baths. <laughs> For some here's what I want people to do. I think my idea is weird. <laughs> Because it felt weird having that thought during mass. I think yours is weirder. I think the bottom half being a merman is definitely weirder. Again, <laughs> he
1: floats on a cloud in the cartoon. I, I,
0: have, I have I have been swiping through pictures of Triton since we since you brought him up, and all I have not seen one cloud. I've only seen. Okay, fine. At the end
1: running. of this, oh my gosh, look at that six pack! I'm gonna text you after this, and I'll
0: show you one. And I'll show my wife. Be like, look what Sean is sending me. <laughs> Okay. Um, I have just a bunch of random thoughts that I wanted to run by you specifically.
1: Okay, so that's why I'm your friend. This is the content you save for me. This is this is three years in the in the making.
0: (laughs) What I didn't mention is I had that thought two and a half years ago in Mass. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Here's the next one. Okay. Um. You and I, because we were on the retreat together, we got to um. We got to go to mass together. Father Anthony celebrated mass. Let's see. One, two, three times. So we, we went from never meeting to being at mass together three days in a row. And I can't remember when this got brought up. It might have been at the retreat, but I, I, I'm thinking it was after. But somebody somewhere, I don't know if it was a social media <laughs> post or a conversation that I had, whatever. It was just a random thought that I heard. And it's bothered me. It has stuck with me for a while. Uh, heck, it might have been you. Um, but somebody was like, if you... Don't remember the psalm response. So, like uh, you know, yeah. think like at mass, right? You know, it's like the Lord is my shepherd; there's nothing I shall want. And then everybody raised their hand, and then everybody says together, "The Lord is my shepherd; there's nothing I shall want." And then the lector or the 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 cantor will either say or sing the verses, right? And what's your job as the lay person? <laughs> Whenever they raise your hand, what do you say? Right. <clears throat> the Lord is my shepherd; there's nothing I shall want. And this person said. Something to the effect of if you do not remember the response, you're not paying attention well enough in mass. And I think I felt that a lot as a kid. Like, I felt like if I flubbed the words that I wasn't like being a good mass person, like mass attendee or mass participant. Right. Um, Okay. Now I think it's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my entire life, Sean. And that includes things you've said. (laughs) So, and here's why. Here's why. The psalm, if I've already, quote unquote, read or prayed with that part of the verse, the Lord is my shepherd, there's nothing I shall want. Now, I get that the church is suggesting we should be praying that part over and over again. They kind of singled that out. But for me, I've learned for myself, not at the expense of literally every other verse. Because if all I'm thinking about the whole time I'm listening to the psalm or praying with the psalm <laughs> is the Lord is my shepherd, there's nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd, there's nothing I shall want. The Lord, I don't hear, he shall make me lie down in green pastures, <laughs> la-di-da-di-da-di-da, right? So yep. I think it's the opposite. I think if you forget the psalm response, you're participating in mass better than anyone else. Because you are, if, 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 you are paying attention to the other words. If you're on your phone, obviously that's not the case. What do you think?
1: I think there's a... <laughs> I think that I think you're right. I think you make a, a solid point that sometimes, you know, you need to pay attention to the fullness of the psalm. Right. Um, other times, I'll tell you. For me, I struggle sometimes if, not to say if the cantor is not good, but if they're not enunciating clearly enough, and I don't have my missile open in front of me, which I, I'll admit I, I don't always do that. I sometimes don't even understand what they say, and then I'll reach for it and grab it, or I'll ask my wife what they say, and I'll try to get it the next time around. That's one area I struggle with the most, knowing what they're saying, and and I don't I don't feel like you should always have the missile, because the Bible says that. I don't feel like you should always have the missile open, because the Bible says that faith comes through listening, not faith comes through reading and you know repeating. Um, <clears throat> that was a tip I got from a priest early on, so that stuck with me. But I, I think that you're absolutely right. I mean, that's a little too harsh to say that. You know, just to wipe the board and say that, hey, you're not paying attention if you didn't, you know, memorize it. Okay, fine, whatever. But I think for children, you said that you were told that as a kid. I think I can imagine myself in the pew. If my kid's, you know, sitting there kind of twiddling his thumbs or daydreaming, it's kind of obvious that he's not paying attention. If I don't see his lips moving or I don't detect some sort of desire to participate, yeah, I'm going to give a little slight admonishment to him. So I think there's a good side on both.
0: Yeah, I think you just enjoy admonishing your kids. That's what, I've, yeah. that's what I've noticed.
1: You know, admonishing is one of those words where I always, whenever I'm preparing to say it, I'm like, does this word mean I'm going to give them a huge hug? Because it just <laughs> sounds like that kind of word. You know, like my wife will make up words all the time and they actually sound like words that could be in the dictionary or somebody's dictionary right. <laughs> Urban dictionary. I don't know. But but admonishing, every time I go up and say it, I'm like, does this word mean what I think
0: it I had I that. So um, one of the things that you... You don't know about me, but some of the listeners do, is that when COVID started, one of the things that I started doing just for my own sanity to get my mind off of things, is I started doing crossword puzzles. So I had a right. crossword the other day that got me a word that sounds way worse than it actually is. Um, oh, boy. I, I just looked at it. I, I tweeted this a day ago. Uh, guess how many likes it got absolutely zero (laughs) (laughs) i'll
1: go find it and like it
0: so here's (laughs) what i said i said guys and i tagged john blevins guys at bearded blevins is (laughs) a turrophile
1: turrophile
0: sounds terrible it sounds terrible he's a turrophile like accusing somebody who has worked in the church and who is a catholic streamer and does stuff with the church you know what it means the dude loves cheese. He's always talking about fine cheeses and making fun of me because my fine cheeses aren't fine enough. He's a Turophile. file.
1: <laughs> I got to look at the etymology of that word. Why would tur like PH file, like T U R O? Other kinds of files. Yeah. People have a fascination with a certain. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's why I treat Well,
1: there are, yeah, there are the files that scare us, there are the files that, you know, like develop our passions. But yeah, that, a Turo, I'm just trying to detect, like, what. Like what uh, part of Latin or Greek does that emanate from? I don't know.
0: I don't either. I didn't go that far.
1: But that's funny, and he didn't reply no, to it?
0: No, not at all. No one He's did. like I'm just ignoring this. Yeah, no just one just ignoring no this. No one saw I think because nobody knew what the word means. That's what I'm telling myself. And not He didn't want to no take a it. second to
1: like look it up and no. give you a whippy yeah, anyway, whatever.
0: Uh, nobody wants to leave that app. Everybody's stuck there. Like
1: a <laughs> he said this about
0: John. Yeah, exactly.
1: Don't get involved.
0: Oh, my gosh. He's mad. He lost 1,000 followers that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. John lost 100. Okay. Um, okay, here's the final thing that we are going to talk about. You ready for this? Yep. Okay. Uh, this was another recent mass, uh, so sometime within the last three years that I had this thought. Um <laughs> so our our pastor was given a homily about no, it wasn't our pastor it was our new associate pastor. We just got here two weeks ago I'm really excited he's a great guy um but he was talking about our souls our you know our our, our souls are spiritualized being we wanted to make them fertile ground for the lord right right so i was thinking I was thinking about what it takes for fertile ground and like honestly, I was thinking about it because like people who have followed me on social media know that like we we've been you know, not struggling like our house is underwater, but it's the opposite. We have no water here. It is like we haven't had rain in weeks. Everything is dead. Uh, we've had record heat. Like, like I've lived in Texas every year of my life except for one. I've been here practically my whole life, and last week was the hottest week I've ever had. It was one hundred twenty-one wow. degrees here. It was a, oh my god, absolutely ridiculous. So like everything's dead. Oh. Our AC is struggling to keep up. Like it's. It's a bit so like and so that's it's it's more of a comfort thing for me. But like And it's mid-July. Yeah, for real. And but like it's more of a comfort thing for me and my family, but for our community, this is an ag community, an agricultural community. Like Texas AM is the, like what like probably the biggest agricultural place. So it's it's a huge agricultural place. So we have people whose livelihoods in our parish depend on the crops. So like right. I've never heard a prayer for like a prayer for rain for, 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 good crops ever in the, uh, in the like general intentions at mass, it's been there like every day, every Sunday for the last like three weeks. And it's like, it totally well. makes sense. Cause it's like, it's like half the people in the, in the parish's livelihoods. Right. So it's, it's right, actually been sure. cool to kind of like, Oh, this is a new thing, you know? Um, but I was thinking about, I was like, what, what does it take for, for fertile ground? Right. And it's like, this isn't a perfect analogy, but it's what I came up with. Uh, Everybody knew it's not perfect because I came up with it. But one, you need sun. Like, obviously, that we have too much of it right now, but you need sun. And we can't make sun, right? That's not something that we can make. That comes from God. So I was like, okay, that might be something like grace, God's unmerited gifts, right? Uh, I was like, we also need the thing that we need right now is rain. Like obviously, like I can go out and water my grass a little bit. I can do a little bit, but ultimately, rain is way better, right? It's, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's sure. gonna seep in. It's not gonna, you know. They actually told us to limit the amount of water we're using, and amounts, you know, all this kind of stuff, right? right? So, like, yes, on that one, there's something I can do, but it's not as good as you know, God sending the rain. So, I was, for me, I was like, oh, that's like prayer, right? Then there's some things that I absolutely can do. You talked about mowing the grass earlier, like trimming the grass actually helps with, with, with growth. Right. Um, Retilling the soil. Yeah. Yep. And then the final thing that I thought about is like, what else do you need for, for good soil? Uh, manure. And the other word <laughs> for manure. Sometimes you need to go through the manure of life for there to be fertile ground, fertile soil. So Amen. Jesus had a um, you know and a a parable about you know fertile fertile ground. Uh, I just made up a new one. What do you what do you have you have thoughts about this, Shawnee Boy?
1: I'm just waiting for you to say the word.
0: Well, sometimes you got to go through well, the manure of life. Didn't Sean. live didn't live
1: just have like a clip where she's like, can I say that?
0: That was Allison, and that's why I'm trying to avoid Allison. It.
1: We've 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 met right. our
0: customer quota for the month. One. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think of my, no, that's uh, good. My, my
1: thing? I like I I'm impressed by all of it. I'm glad that uh I I, I think whenever I think of fertility, I'm thinking of like human fertility well, yeah. in <laughs> response to that that kind of that kind of verse. Um and, uh, no, but I – yeah, I, I'm sorry you guys are not getting so much rain. I wasn't aware of that over there. I'll keep that as a prayer intention too.
0: Yeah, thank you. Just send us some of your water over here. We'd yeah, that. well, That's they've
1: good. actually talked about that, like, <laughs> all the way from Arizona. They're like, well, we can't get it from California because they're all – Kind of using it. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. The populations are so great over there. And they've talked about building a pipeline all the way through Galveston and through into Arizona, just to distribute some of the water here that obviously we spend billions of work for the Corps of Engineers, billions upon billions, you and I were talking about this, to, to push water to the West whenever there's more than we can handle down here, right? It was in my house.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just need to get a, a, a tube from your house to Arizona. Sean's outside.
1: complaining about water in his house, and we can't even get our crops to yeah, well, that, Come yeah, on. That's,
0: well, that's the irony, right? That's the irony. It's like, obviously, yours is Right, sometimes worse. it's too much, yeah. you know, yep. Yours was, you know, obviously, yours was way worse. It was, you know, we're dealing with it for three weeks. You've been dealing with it for 11 months. It's a different thing, but...
1: Oh, and and you talk about this, Taylor. Just one more point on that is there's, there's the kind of suffering of not having something. And then there's a suffering of like having way too much. I'm telling you, like down here on the Gulf, I was unaware. It rains. I mean, what you would think would be way too much every day. Now this place has been doing this for thousands of years, right? And people have been here for hundreds. But every single time it rains, the water level rises because we're so close to the ocean. And I get nervous. I get scared. And it brings me back. And I guess my point is it's always kind of like this humbling thing that will always kind of give me this very short term you know, not PTSD, but just whatever is below that to say, okay, you're n- you're still not in control. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and so like I think to connect <clears throat> this analogy to like your your story in the in the first segment, right? Um, is in in the analogy there are things that we can do, right? Like I can go and trim trim the you know trim the, the leaves. I can go mow the grass. I can go water. But ultimately the thing that's going to do it is God sending rain and God, you know, God the providing manure. the sun and, 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 and me, you know, God providing the manure. Then and you get through the manure, right. spreading it, right?
1: spreading your manure all over the earth. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. That's what this show is. Um, but like, but I think, but I think you did that very well. Uh, it's, it's the, like, it's not the same analogy, obviously, because it was a, 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 too much water, but like there were things that you could handle and you handled the things that you could handle pretty well it looked like pretty well right like you 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 got in and you were physically doing some of the work you were managing a bunch of contractors which i know that was a huge ordeal you're managing uh, you know trying to be a good husband and father and and this new you know new at least new location for a new job and you're managing all of these things you you did a pretty damn good job I, I, there you go there's your there's your extra your cuss word right um but there were still some things that like you couldn't do, right? Like you couldn't sure. quote unquote send the rain or send the sun or all these things. Like you you still needed, yeah. needed God to do those big things. So right. for me, it was just a reminder like in, in your story and as I was like, kind of thinking about this, um, this uh, you know, Taylor's parable in mass the other day. It's like I need to do what I can control, but then go to prayer and keep asking God to do what's only in his control. So I think that's a good full circle moment. I think we'll close there, Shawnee boy.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me, Taylor. No,
0: dude, it's great to have you back. Don't make it
1: three years before I'm on here again. No,
0: it'll be four. So uh, this was—that's that,
1: how long it'll take you to come up with the weird things <laughs> yeah, exactly. at Mass to bring up with another three years. Two,
0: two more thoughts I have to have for Mass for four years. So, but it was cool. You know, uh, this is episode 299. So obviously next week we're having the big bash with all you know the four the four co-hosts and but I wanted to bring the old fifth one back for episode 299 to, to kind of reminisce a little bit and. and uh, it was great. So um, before we go, we don't usually do this with co-hosts, but it has been a while since you've since you since you've been here. I'm going to let you plug two things. Pick your favorite or most current book that you want people to go buy and uh, your social media or whatever. Only two, Sean. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So if you, the spelling of my name, that'll be on the podcast, but you can follow me at Twitter and Facebook and all that. Um, but (laughs) But the best book that you should buy is probably I'm Catholic, Now What? It's a great resource, whether you've been in the faith your whole life or whether you're getting right back into it. It's a practical survey of the Catholic life and how you can handle it and be the most productive Catholic you possibly can be.
0: Sweet. All right, Sean. It was great talking to you again. That is Sean McAfee. Go get the book. Go connect with him on social media. He'll be back eventually. I will be back next week for our episode 300 Bash with all of the co all together. It's going to be so much fun. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss it. I'll see you then. Say it! Thank you guys so much for watching listening today. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube, especially because next week is such a big deal. The 300th episode celebration with all the co-hosts together. So you definitely don't want to miss that. I love you guys. and I'll see you soon.